So after six seasons with the Rain or Shine Last of Painters, Raymond Almasan will be uh, jumping ship to the Moralco Bolts via trade. Uh, Moralco will receive uh, Almazan in exchange. Uh, the Rain or Shine Last of Painters will get uh, two first-round draft choices, one for the 2019 draft and the other one for 2021. And uh, regardless of the reason why Almazan was traded, uh, there have been speculations that it's because of uh, the rift between him, Coach uh, Caloy Garcia, and Rain or Shine uh, team governor uh, Mamerto Mondragon. Uh, regardless of uh, that uh, wrinkle in the story, uh, I believe that uh, this situation is uh, favorable for both teams. Um, as uh, we've noticed, uh, the Rainer Shine Lasso Painters were able to reach the semifinals of the PBA Philippine Cup without uh, Almasan uh, logging in heavy minutes. So that's an indication. Uh, that they don't need the big guy anymore. That the team that they have uh, would be enough to compete with the rest of the, the PBA squads. That um, they already have the young core as well of guards that will eventually take over from uh, the likes of James Yap. And they're also building their nucleus of big men that will uh, eventually take over from Gabe Norwood and Bo Belga. And that's the main reason why Rain or Shine agreed to get two uh, draft choices in the first round because uh, as good their team is, uh, reality bites that uh, Belga and uh, Norwood are not getting any younger. So drafting their heir apparent would be a priority for them uh, in the coming seasons. Of course, they can still uh, compete. Uh, they can still put in the numbers and the minutes. But it's always nice to have that uh, insurance plan because uh, the, the best teams always look for uh, what's next. They always plan for uh, the next season and not just focus on uh, the current uh, competition. So that's what uh, Rain or Shine uh, is doing by getting those uh, two draft choices uh, that they will be able to find uh, more uh, pieces to their puzzle that would complete their uh, journey to become uh, even better uh, competitors in the PBA. And on the flip side, of course... Uh, the center position has been uh, one of the loopholes for Moralco for quite some time. Uh, they don't have something uh, that is in the nature of even an Ian Sangalang because having someone in the nature of June Marfajardo and even Greg Slaughter would be hard to come by. Uh, they don't have that uh, big guy who can... Uh, play uh, inside, bang bodies with the big men, and also make some uh, medium-range, if not uh, long-range jumpers. Uh, that will be able to stretch uh, the floor even further for the likes of uh, Chris Newsom and uh, Travis Jackson and even Baser Amer to be able to exploit. 
and that's what uh, Almazan provides. Uh, he is still a relatively relatively young player. Still has a lot of years uh, behind him. Uh, he can still play um, uh, tops maybe eight to ten years, and he can still give that many years, uh, good years at that in the PBA. And he know uh, that his style is uh, what uh, his style of play rather is what Morocco is looking for. Uh, a big guy who not only can grab the rebounds, but someone who is mobile enough to stretch the defense of the likes of San Miguel and Pure Foods to create uh, opportunities for their guards to navigate or slash through. And he can also make the occasional three-point jumpers to make uh, the defense of the opposing team honest. So it, this is a great pickup for Morocco, I believe. Uh, it's not a groundbreaking change, if I may say. Uh, they do have the guards that they need. Uh, they would probably need one more uh, big guy to be able to uh, compete even more, especially during the Philippine Cup. They do have their guards in place already. And while Almazan serves, uh, solves a solution rather, uh, it does not totally address it. He does not totally address it. So it will be interesting how this dynamic would unfold with uh, Norman Black and Raymond Almazan. Of course, uh, he can uh, Almazan can get a lot of inputs from one of the best imports that the league has seen. And that would be uh, crucial to his uh, development and growth in the Pro League. And on the other hand, uh, Rainer Shine closes the chapter and the rift between coach and player. And then they can move forward by getting uh, new players that they can uh, complement with the likes of Norbert Torres, Ed Dakiwag, Reynam Batak, and uh, the young core of the Alaska Painters. So... Hoping that in uh, for both teams that uh, this trade would work. Uh, we'll see uh, how uh, it will unfold come Commissioner's Cup. But if I may uh, put uh, a winner into this trade, uh, the true draft picks would be very crucial, especially in the first round. Uh, Rain or Shine can... Uh, get a straight pick out of it or maybe even uh, get uh, more draft picks if they trade someone who they see is not uh, complementary with the system that they want to uh, play. So this uh, we, we cannot put a final grade into this yet because we'll only know uh, who really wins this uh, trade uh, once Rain or Shine uh, uses that 2021 pick. So until then, we have uh, a three-season process to assess uh, who would gain the upper hand in this uh, transaction. But for now, because uh, they have um, the capability and uh, the, the uh, opportunity to get uh, new prospects, I uh, believe that uh, Rain or Shine got the better end of this deal. Magnolia got the center that they need, but would uh, it be enough to slow down Greg Slaughter or even Junmar Fajardo? I don't think so. But 
they do get a piece. They do get a player. And hoping that uh, Coach Black will be able to uh, improve him, make him a better player. And as for Rain or Shine, uh, hoping that they do hit on those two draft picks. Because uh, if Miralco falters, then the placement of those draft picks, the order of which will become more enticing that they might get some of the top prospects in the next two or three years. What a game. That's all we can say. What a game. Game 7 of the PBA Philippine Cup Final between San Miguel Beermen, the eventual champions, and the five-time reigning kings of uh, the Philippine Cup going up against the Magnolia Hotshots, Pambansang Manok, for one last time in the conference. And after all the controversy, after all uh, the Marvel superheroes coming into the court, uh, it all boiled down to one game. Both teams poured their heart out uh, in the six previous games and they were able to control uh, the games that they've won based on what they're great at. Magnolia was able to control the tempo by playing faster, playing hard-nosed defense, clamping in on June Mar Fajardo, while the beer men banked on their half-court execution, their shooters, and of course having the most dominant player in the PBA today. So, Game 7 initially started with the Beermen uh, catching fire with a 7-0 run. But uh, Magnolia's defense prevailed that uh, they were able to limit the Beermen to just 20 points. And then that magnificent second quarter for the Hot Shots happened. Wherein they were able to clamp down on defense and allow San Miguel to produce only five points. That's uh, unheard of, especially for a very talented team like the Beermen. Just five points. So they ended the first half with only 25 points. And Magnolia, meanwhile, had 38. So it wasn't a high-scoring ball game, and that usually turns to Magnolia's favor. That's their cup of tea, uh, limiting your... Uh, score while they make uh, more baskets not necessarily uh, not necessarily trampling over you in terms of the score but just doing enough so that they'll have the advantage but uh, Magdolia was able to move the ball very well and they have this play that clicked throughout the game wherein they find someone uh, underneath the basket, uh, especially coming off a pick and roll uh, between a guard and a big man. So that work uh, throughout the contest for Magnolia, and that's uh, and of course coupled it, coupling it with their fast break attack, and that's why they led by thirteen at the half, and they were able to stretch that lead even further to seventeen points uh, within uh, the third quarter. But just like any talented team, 
uh, the run is inevitable. It happened last year in game number five, wherein Magnolia also had a comfortable advantage. And San Miguel caught up and then clinched the championship. So it was deja vu between these two teams, wherein the hotshots mounted a seemingly insurmountable advantage. But given the caliber that resides in the Beerman's roster, no lead is safe for them. They, and they have proven that by scoring 10 points in a minute or so to reduce the lead. Or rather, 7 points in a minute uh, or so to reduce uh, Magnolia's lead to 10. And then they even threw a wrinkle in their offense wherein Junmar was not inside. And the offense was uh, banked was banking on ball movement that they were able to move the ball well they were able to share it amongst uh, the five on the floor and that uh, that befuddled Magnolia because they don't have Junior inside so they don't know who to stop all of San Miguel's personal inside were shooters and they didn't have idea an idea who will take the shot, and that um, that threw off Magnolia uh, from their defensive patterns, and that's why San Miguel uh, was able to pounce on that and even uh, chop on the lead even further. That uh, from a thirteen-point advantage by Magnolia at the half, uh, the Hotshots were only leading by eight. From a high of 17 at the end of three quarters, 58-50. And then Magnolia, um, for some reason, um, were frightened. They played not to lose. They didn't continue what worked for them in the first three quarters, most especially in the first half. And that's why San Miguel was able to capitalize on those uh, mistakes. Uh, one would argue that San Miguel won because of the referee's decisions and uh, that is just not true because you cannot base uh, a 17 point uh, coming down or coming back from 17 points to plain uh, plainly to referee's decisions it doesn't it just doesn't add up so San Miguel earned this one. They played with their hearts out. They simply didn't want to lose. That even though the score was low, what's important is that um, they eventually uh, get the victory in the title. Magnolia had opportunities uh, during the last minute to snatch the lead away from the beer men. With uh, the game still hanging in the balance uh, with Alexia Bagdot. Uh, converting that it's not even a fade away jumper it's like sleep away because he was like uh, sleeping in midair already when he took that jumper and then it went in giving San Miguel a one point advantage 72-71 but there was still time left for Magnolia to uh, salvage this game but they weren't able to do so Paul Lee was able to drive uh, towards the basket but uh, three defenders from San Miguel clamped on him and that's why 
he couldn't do anything with the ball. And then in the next possession, Gio uh, Halalon uh, had the free uh, look at the basket, but it seemed like he was looking for contact rather than to make the shot. That's why the ball slipped, even though he acted that uh, Marshall Lasseter hit him. But the replay would show that it was uh, a clean and honest defense from Super Marcio that it wasn't a foul. And in the last possession, we're in June Mar, missed two free throws with the lead still at one point. And Magnolia with no ti- timeout still had four seconds left. Uh, Paul Lee grabbed the ball, but no one uh, took the ball from him uh, from the Magnolia side. That all of them uh, ran towards their side of the court expecting an outlet pass from Paul Lee. So with that situation, quick decision thinking by Arwin Santos too, that if he and Kabagnot would be able to trap Paul Lee, then this game is over. And that's what happened. Uh, Arwin could have um, anticipated a long pass to the other side, tried to steal it or deflect it. But instead, uh, as soon as Magnolia grabbed the board, uh, he was quick to his feet and uh, forced uh, the pressure on Paul Lee. And then he eventually lost the ball, regained it, and through a desperation three-pointer that uh, wasn't close uh, to the rim. And lo and behold, San Miguel won its fifth championship. So why San Miguel uh, won and why Magnolia didn't? Composure is all I can say. Magnolia with a 17-point advantage, uh, relaxed, knowing that... um, or thinking that um, San Miguel is not having a great shooting night and it would continue. But as always in basketball, you you play four quarters and you play until the final buzzer. And unfortunately, that's not what they did. And San Miguel, with the heart of a champion, seizing the moment, catching up and eventually winning. So may this be a lesson for the Magnolia Hotshots, more importantly. They had the championship already. They were three quarters into the title. They uh, had an eight-point lead after 36 minutes, but they just collapsed. You cannot put the blame on the referees for this. It's on Magnolia. And they have to dig deep from this because it's tougher to lose by one point rather than by 20 points. Coming into the Commissioner's Cup, they have to dig deep on this. They have to throw it away uh, from their memory bank and start with a clean slate. Uh, Losses like this tend to have long-lasting effects to a squad, and I hope it doesn't because... They already have a formidable team, and an import coming in would uh, solidify that. They already have their identity as a hard-nosed defensive team. And with what happened here, we're in. They nearly had the title, but let it slip away. Well, congratulations to the Beermen, but more importantly, 
Magnolia, I hope they recover from this. That they not let this happen again if they are placed in this uh, situation once more. More importantly, chin up because it's still a great uh, conference for them. Uh, they barely made the quarterfinals, just made enough wins to be able to qualify. They were the sixth seed and defeated uh, their quarterfinal opponents to be able to reach the semifinals that stretched to seven games. And in that semifinal series, we have to remember that they were down 0-2 and two and then clinch it in seven. So no shame for their conference. They've been battling advers- adversity all throughout. And it just so happened that there was one obstacle that they couldn't climb over. So congratulations, Beermen. Enjoy your fifth straight uh, PBA Philippine Cup title. You definitely earned it and deserve it. But Magnolia, the season is not yet over. There's still two more conferences left. May this be a learning lesson to fight harder, to be stronger inside the court. More importantly, that the game is not over until the final buzzer has been sounded.